Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Meet Me in My Room. This is episode seven, and I've got another special guest because you know all my guests are special. <laughs> Today I've got Yahan with me. Yahan, please say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me, Trey. Of course, of course. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. Okay, so I am a Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Sagittarius, tech-tourist, as those say. I am right. a lovely beam of sunshine. Mm. Um, but no, I, I, I don't even know, like, I always hate this question. Yes, I'm a Sagittarius. I'm a Black woman. <laughs> I live in Toronto. Um, I'm Ghanaian. And yeah, I live my truth every day. <laughs> she does. I can attest to that. She lives her truth every day. She is an inspiration when it comes to living your truth. She's a real inspo. So shout out to, <laughs> shout out to you for living your best life, babe. Shout Thank out you. to you. Um, <laughs> What are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about something a little spicy, which I say every episode because it's constantly spicy over here. Um, but today, we're talking about the intimacy of spirituality. You know, I think that for a lot of people, um, there's kind of like this battle that we have between like religion and spirituality. And uh, for a lot of us, it's really important that there is that line. That's just because a lot of people's like history with religion or um, kind of the... Um, the need to like reclaim, you know, our space spiritually and our relationship with God, if we have one or, or whatever we believe in. So today, I want to kind of start with asking you about your relationship with, um, with your religion and with, sorry, your relationship with religion and your relationship with spirituality. And do you separate the two? Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a very Christian home. Um, went to church every single Sunday, uh, went to like youth groups and everything like that. But then as I got older and, you know, just started understanding things a little bit um, on a deeper level, then mm -hmm. things kind of changed. And I would have to say, like, I became a lot more spiritual than religious, for sure. Um, I didn't really... For me personally, I didn't really enjoy how constraining religion felt to me. I right. felt like, to be honest with you, sometimes it, it like gave me anxiety where it's like, oh my God, like if I'm doing this, like God is mad at me. Oh my God, right. what am I going to do? And then I just kind of shifted my idea of like what my relationship with God should look like and feel like most importantly. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where that transition happened. Yeah. That's, that's such a relatable path too. I feel like a lot of us, um, I think like, especially like in like the millennial era, I feel like a lot of us have um, kind of like challenged our belief systems and the belief systems that we were raised upon um, in a way that maybe our parents didn't or wasn't able to at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for myself, like, similarly, like, I grew up, um, I grew up Catholic, and I was in Catholic school, and I was in Catholic church, and I was in Catholic choir, and my mom used to call me Father Trey, because I used to know everything there was to know, every song, every um, hymn, every prayer, every, like, anything that I could know, I know, I knew, every saint, every angel, like, I was on it, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I, like, firmly believed that, um, 
you know, if I didn't do things a certain way, like I would be condemned. And, um, and I think there was like a lot of like fear kind of mongering situations going on with, um, in Catholicism and, or at least my experience with Catholicism. And I found that for the majority of my childhood, um, my relationship with God was based on fear. It wasn't based on like love, you know what I mean? It wasn't based on like, Oh, I feel like he loves me and he's so merciful. Like, I feel like I'm, Instead, I felt like I constantly was like, there was always somebody watching me and there was always yeah. somebody <laughs> getting ready to, to judge me or getting ready to, you know, strike me down. For me, a lot of it came down to like sexuality and the way that my sexuality, you know, didn't all of a sudden line up with like my religious beliefs. And I was I was horrified. You know, I remember like being like, like 10 and mm. looking at like gay porn for the first time crying after because i was like oh, oh my what did i do like oh my gosh like this is over for me you know and um my my whole kind of sexual journey started to really figure it out um they they did revolve a, a lot around god and the way that god would would um receive me and i thought like well obviously i'm a way you don't want me to be i don't know how to change this and i'm apologetic and i'm trying but mm -hmm. i really don't know how um, so I'm going to actually just peace out since you ain't really checking for me anyways, because that's what right. all these people around me are telling me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, it, you know, suddenly I was the universe and it was like stones <laughs> and it was all these other ways that we try and like form this relationship, um, with something bigger than ourselves when mm -hmm. we feel like religion has kind of like failed us. Um, Yeah. I, I feel like it's it's really um, it can be like kind of a slippery slope. And in that time, it was kind of weird for me because I'm um, sorry to ramble about this story, but I kind of <laughs> it was an interesting <laughs> journey because I got to this this weird place where even though I was like, oh, the universe and stones and all these things, um, which I love my stones, I still have plenty. I, <laughs> um, I would be like, OK, yeah, talking to the universe, talking to the universe. And then I would kind of do like a side thing, like a side shuffle, like. Hey God, by the way, like if I'm wrong, my bad. Like, please don't cite me. Love you. Okay, bye. Okay, yeah, back to like the universe. Like, I love you, girl. Like, you know, and I mm -hmm. and then and then it took me from that journey to um, you know, having somebody incredible in my life kind of re reintroduce me to God in a way that I didn't I, I wasn't familiar with. Um and somebody who themselves came from like a, a heavy church background and 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 um, you know, it formed a different relationship with God outside of the church and has an incredible relationship with him. And it, it, it really t inspired me and taught me about um, forming a, a, a different relationship that had nothing to do with organized religion. Mm. And um, that was like a whole new world for me, you know? That is so beautiful. And like a couple things that um, you mentioned in terms of like that fear element. Right. Um, 100% uh, relatable to that because I uh, recently had a very similar conversation with someone who is kind of just like studying the history of religion and focusing on like the King James version of the Bible and just mm -hmm. like really like dissecting it. And one thing that stuck out to me from this individual was that he mentioned that, you know, that God doesn't love everybody. And mm. that really pissed me off. I'm not right. going to lie. Because right. For like one of two reasons, like one, why is that your business? That's like, <laughs> like, why is, <laughs> why is who God loves? If it's not you, why, like, why does it matter? 
that's the one thing that like really kind of like turned me off from religion is you had a lot of people that were pointing fingers and I get it. It's in the Bible. Like you got to like share the gospel. I completely get it, but there is a way and there's a way not to. So it's just like the idea of sharing the gospel is so that, you know, people are coming to your religion and they're, you know, they're finding solace in that. But if you're going to flat out just say, like, you know, God doesn't love everybody. Right. Well, okay. Ouch. <laughs> you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why, at least for me, it's just, like, it was so important to, like, define my own relationship with God. Because yeah. I'm all here for the crystals. I'm right. all here for all <laughs> of it. All of the spiritual stuff. Um so the start of 2021, I decided that my keyword was going to be rooted. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically it was like my overall theme of the year. And right. in doing so, that meant also becoming rooted within myself, within spirituality, and just really like building that foundational layer of myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I found it really important to kind of like go back to my roots, obviously. Mm. And I really wanted to understand like what my ancestors believed in before Christianity and how I could tie that into my beliefs today. And that's kind of why I at least classify myself as more spiritual than religious because there's so many different components within African culture that we've completely just abandoned because of Christianity when a lot of it is so parallel and so similar that it was easy to kind of like redefine my relationship with God. Right. That's, that that was also very beautiful. Thank Um, you. I I have a couple of things to say about both that word and the, the similarity of something as well as, um, I kind of want to just like jump onto what you just said about uh, the ancestors and the parallels. And, um, you know, a lot of there are parallels because because of how much of like Christianity was, you know, quote unquote, inspired by like African, um, you know, religious religious beliefs and, and spiritual beliefs and, uh, you know, pre-slavery. So it's it's like, it, yeah, of course, it's of, of course, it's easy to kind of make those parallels because you have people who, again, you know, even even down to like spiritual beliefs like colonized you know what mm-hmm. i mean um and, and i think that's why like a lot of people also especially a lot of black people have a really tumultuous relationship with religion because um we we understand the way that religion was used to uh justify slavery like you mm-hmm. know and, and parts of the bible that were used to justify slavery and the way that that was also forced onto so many African cultures that already had their own belief systems that were then eradicated because of Christianity, you know? Right. And then there's like the flip side of that where Christianity was used um, by a lot of slaves at that point for like their liberation journey, you know? So, but I think what it also comes down to is just like, again, my, my relationship with God right now doesn't need to be defined by like, the oppression of our ancestors via slavery Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like 
sure. It doesn't mean I don't have a relationship with God today because of that. Because again, like it's not God that needs to be condemned because of that. It's people, right? Like it's people's mm -hmm. actions that did those things. So, I mean, myself as a perfect example, like as somebody who decided it was God's problem that people were trying to condemn me, you know? So mm -hmm. like, it, and, and it, it only, I, I'm I'm lucky and I'm really blessed that like, you know, God rode with me regardless, you know, he didn't go anywhere. I'm the one. I'm the one who stepped back and said, not on baby, not today. Mm -hmm. um, but he was right there the same way, riding through and pulled up and, and continued to pull up for me. But at the end of the day, I was only hurting myself because it was all those years then that I no longer was communicating with God on a regular basis. And I wasn't, um, I wasn't obedient. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I also was prideful. And I believed that the things that I received in life were because of my actions, not through like the strength of God. You know what right. I mean? Like, that these things happening to me in life, the good things were just me being lucky or me on, relying on my own personal strength to just get all these miraculous things done, which is not the case, mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, so it, similar to you talking about like going back to your roots, um, I feel like a part of my journey with 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 uh, reconnecting with God was going back to, to my original conversations that I was having with God. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I mean, like, what were we talking about? Yeah. How was I talking to God before? understanding God as like my father and t speaking to him differently. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And through the journey of like, you know, t trying to understand God as my father, I've also had to like deal with my own relationship with my own dad internally. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And the way I view father figures, because then what I was realizing was the way that I was projecting my relationship with father figures on my father. And I was like, I ain't mm -hmm. talking to him. I'm not calling him that. I'm not doing none of that. I'm not saying none of that drama. F dads. I'm not right. doing it. You know what I mean? And again, that was something that I had to then go back to to be like, okay, why am I so mad at God, you know, or condemning mm -hmm. God or acting out of God for something that, again, people have done to me, not him, you know? Right. That's... Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is facts, though. That is facts. It's so easy to, um, to always kind of, like, point a finger and be like, oh, well, you know, if God loves me, then why did this happen to me? And so on right. and so forth, or... Why is this going on? But one thing that's like always stuck with me from times that I was like going to church was God does not put you through anything you cannot handle. Like Dude. I almost got that tattooed on me at one point <laughs> because it really was just like, like a mantra that like I even still to this day just always think at the back of my mind where it's just like, nah, like there's always like, a reason right. for whatever it is that I'm going through and like or whatever it is that I'm experiencing right. well you know so yeah I hear you yeah and I think even if it's like even if the reason behind it is like build character you know it's just I was in bible study the other day and we we're talking about the fact that like you know God puts us through this suffering to bring us closer to him you know like yeah. a lot of us don't even bother talking to god until we're going through something tough until we're going through something hard yeah. and it's only then so it's like sometimes it's like we need that suffering ourselves you know to put us on our knees and bring us back to him exactly because you know we start feeling all puffed up and good when things are really really great that we just let those conversations go and we let that time with him go and we don't put in the same work as we do mm -hmm. when we're feeling down right um I also want to talk about something else that you said when you talked about like bringing, you know, it's people should be bringing, you know, the job of bringing the gospel to people is to bring people to God. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so interesting because it's, it's so strange to me. You know, I read this book, um, one of my favorite books that I tell people about all the time called a return to love by Marianne Williamson. 
It is so incredible. And um, if it's one thing, if there's one, one, one thing that I, that I took away from that book, it's about our job to be extensions of love, you know, an extension of his love. And I think that if we're not doing that, then we're not being true to him. You know, we're mm. not, we're not being shepherds. We're not being uh, anything positive. If yeah. we're using like his word to condemn people. And what a lot of time is what happens with people who use the Bible and things like that to condemn people or to put people down in any way. Um, they take like the surface meaning. They haven't actually done the work to study the Bible and, and uncover what these passages actually mean and what individual words mean, you know, and understand like the actual meaning behind the words, not just like for face value. Oh, it says yeah. this. So y'all are slaves now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like y'all been cursed to be slaves or um, it says this uh, gays get out of here. Like, yep. you know, and all these crazy things. And it's like, you didn't even do the work, you know, you didn't, mm -hmm. you don't even understand what these words meant at that time that this was written. You know, right. you don't understand, um, what the purpose of this was, the, 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 the reason it was written this way or the message that the, the depths to this message. Um, and that's in both good and bad messages. And I feel like people don't, they just don't do the work. And because of that, um, they end up just resonating on not on a really low level spiritually and and they're focused on the power versus like the real word you mm -hmm. know that's like it's so true because like and i always say this it's okay to ask questions rather than assume like right. people are so quick to just be like okay yeah nope this is exactly how it's supposed to be so on and so forth i saw right. this but it's like use your not even use your common sense but ask questions like yeah. rather than saying that your opinion is fact ask questions and i say that because with your mention of like a bible study and like understanding the bible one thing that has always been taught to me is like the bible is it really honestly depends on how you perceive it right. and how you um what is the word I'm looking for here? I'll just say how you retain the information mm -hmm. from the Bible, because I've heard from people that are like, you know, it's crazy how like people think the, the Bible is all sunshine and rainbows when <laughs> it's very, very dark. It's so and, dark. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you have people that are like, no, like, you know, this, it's just, it's great. Like, it's just like such a breath of fresh air, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, I am very, aside from being very, like, free-spirited, I, I know the devil doesn't need an advocate, but I just like to understand both sides and both perspectives because right. I feel like there's truth in both. For someone to say, the Bible is so dark. The Bible is this, that, and the third. Versus, no, like, I find healing in the Bible. I find right. love in the Bible and all of this. So, I don't know. I guess it's just, like, I think the main thing that I feel from a lot of it is just, like, building community to ask questions and i feel like bible study is a great way to do that right versus like perceiving the bible on your own and then going around telling people that this you is know, what it means this is what it is god doesn't love everyone <laughs> right like what are you doing baby what's going on over there like you're doing the opposite of his work and like this is the thing like you know i believe that there's you know there's good and bad there's like good and evil 
And there's like the powers at work and it's easy for them to get under people like that because people who act like that, I think have very, very particular spirits on them and they <laughs> cannot see beyond the haze of that. You know, yeah. they don't, they don't, they don't see out of that. Um, yeah. and like to believe that God doesn't love somebody else is just, just absolutely wild to me. And I believe that if you, if you do your work to understand the Bible, like you will act, you will understand why that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think for me, like my experience with the Bible is, um, I think there is dark, there are dark stories in the Bible for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think that there are, there is a lot of love in the Bible. And there's a lot of positive messages. If you're again, willing to do the work to figure them out, like I haven't figured them all yet, you know, but mm-hmm. every time that I open the Bible, I get dragged every time yeah. that I'm in this Bible and I start to really understand a passage. I'm like, Oh, I need to get it together. <laughs> you know, like wow. I need to, um, I just need to pull it together. And, and I don't, I don't think the, I don't think again, like, I don't think the Bible is necessary for everybody's spiritual journey. You know, mm. I don't think that, I think these are all kind of tools we can use in our spiritual journey, but it's, it's, you know, up to you to decide what makes sense and what feels right. And what, um, what like sits with you, you know? And like, right. I, I, you know, for me, like, I know what my belief systems are, but I, it's not my business what somebody else believes. Mm-hmm. Like I can try and I can tell you like, Hey, <laughs> God is God. Like, you're good, you know, and yeah. I can tell you to pray and I can say all these things, but unless you see what I see or unless you're willing to change your mindset, like it doesn't matter what I tell you, yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, and I know, you know, plenty of people who just, their life has just led them to believe that that's not really a thing. And like, then there's people who like believe in science. And, and to me, like I believe in science because I think it's logical and like, mm-hmm. it makes sense. What I also think, and what I what never like, what always baffles me is that people don't see science as something of God. And I'm like, <laughs> who do you think put all these rocks here, babe? Yeah, exactly. Like, who do you think made all these chemicals? Like, I don't understand what what's not clicking for you. Like, I, I think that si- science, you know, even when it comes to like, you know, vaccines and things like that, like I think that God uses science to make things make to make miracles make sense to us. Mm-hmm. You know, and to like show His work in a way like if if he just healed us like at the like wave of a hand like the human mind would be baffled like we would be like oh what like we couldn't comprehend it you know what i mean but if there's something logically saying take medicine that medicine make you feel better then we can comprehend that better exactly you know if you don't think that healing is a miracle (laughs) and maybe healing is through antibiotics if you don't think that's a miracle that you can take something that's been created that can make you better when you're sick like our like human lifespans have have exceeded you know we used to die at like 20 like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like because of antibiotics and vaccines and things like that that's a miracle like that's science but it's still of god and i think that that's something important to to remember that is so like such a good point and like i also wanted to go back to um where you were saying that you know like the bible may not be necessary for everyone's spiritual journey mm-hmm. and when you mentioned that i kind of thought about and like this is just my opinion i know this is a spicy subject in <laughs> itself okay <Right>. so <laughs> everyone just brace yourselves but i'm nervous <laughs> throughout my time of going to church and um, the time I spent reading the Bible, mind you, I have not finished the Bible, okay? Mm-hmm. I haven't read the Bible in a very long time, okay? I've seen a couple verses here and there, but I haven't actually taken the time 
to go back and read the Bible. Okay. Mm -hmm. However, within the church services and just kind of understanding certain passages, one thing that was so disappointing to me was how women are perceived through Mm -hmm. the Bible. Um, I, again, was having this conversation where, um, actually, sorry, it wasn't a conversation. I watched this video called The Unedited Truth on YouTube, Mm -hmm. and they talk about how women are choosing to go to work, get an education, and get married or have kids way later on in life than they were back in the day. Mm. And they were basically saying that in the Bible, it states that women were basically cre- were basically created to be a man's helper. So mm-hmm. we weren't created to be a man's equal. So this is where the whole, you know, let yeah. men lead <clears throat> movement comes about. <laughs> but yeah, like that was kind of like disheartening because it just feels like, dang, like, what is my purpose? Like when I look, when I hear things like that, it's like, okay, I was born a woman. So is my purpose on this earth just to help men, help men (laughs) get impregnated and stay at home? Because (laughs) that's, and correct me if I'm wrong. Cause like I said, I haven't read the whole entire Bible, but it just seems that that was the Bible that that was what the bible was saying was it was like yeah women you were created to help men you are the woman the man's rib right right so this is where like that religion and then spirituality line for me was just like down the middle and that's kind of where i was like okay you know when you mentioned that the bible isn't necessary for everyone's spiritual journey that's why for me i'm like you know what this isn't necessary for my spiritual journey because I want to work. Like I want to, (laughs) I want to have a life. I'm not saying that like those that choose to stay at home don't have lives or anything like that. But for me personally, I just want to be able to live a certain lifestyle that I've dreamt about. And I feel like, passages like that were super constraining and to think that like okay if I go and get a job and get an education and I don't decide to have kids or I have kids later on in life does this mean like I'm not a reputable Christian woman (laughs) like you know those are some of the things that were going through my mind at that time yeah and I think I think that's totally fair um I will I will say um I do think that there are there are parts of the Bible that on the surface um do talk about women in like a weird way mm-hmm. um in you know versus like the modern um the way we talk about women in 2021 um and the, the way that we um you know it's just obviously there's there's a big contrast but I don't think that's the whole Bible and I think that it there are like powerful women in the Bible and there are um Again, like obviously, it's in perception. It's in like the way you perceive things, and the way that you study things, and the way that you, you know, the versions you read, and things like that. 
Um, but I think that it is worth looking more into, even if like, you don't want to go through the whole Bible, like researching like powerful women or, um, or just researching like the ways, other ways that women have been talked about in the Bible mm-hmm. um, that maybe would change that view a little bit in terms of like the way that you view the whole Bible, because it's not, and it's, in, I don't think that's it in its entirety, but also I'm not like, a like um you know bible mascot like i'm not here to like sell you on the bible like i don't care about (laughs) anyone else's journey with the bible like we all have different journeys you know like i i i um i also have had issues with reading things and be like "Mm, hmm, not sure about that one love like yeah again but again we have to think about like the time that certain bibles were written the versions that they were written in and the the people that were writing them and the way that certain um i think that certain language was used to um manipulate societies right i don't think think... go ahead sorry do you think that because obviously the bible was written centuries ago that it's wrong to kind of tailor what we're reading to today's society in a sense um kind of yeah like i feel like i feel like that's why if we're going to go through the bible and if we're going to use if we're going to try and use that um in the outside world then we need to be doing the work to interpret it in a way that makes sense of the world today yeah i don't i I think that like men wrote the bible you know what i mean obviously Mm -hmm. they're going to write in a way that like favors them you Mm -hmm. know um and so i think that's why it's kind of our job to figure out like what and this is why i even started doing bible studies because i needed to understand like okay so what is what has god been saying you know i i feel like i feel like i'm trying to understand god's voice so i'm I'm trying to understand god's character you know Mm -hmm. because we take all of our like we project right we project our expectations of what we think god is and who we think god is based off of who we know man to be and i don't think that that is fair or always accurate you know I'll take like I'll like something that like and we again we do it every day like things that I think about I'm like well God would think about it this way like no bit he wouldn't like what are you talking about <laughs> like you little pe- you little peasant ass like no he wouldn't think about it the way that you would think about it like yeah. no you know what he would say to you right now like yeah. don't play like and that's I feel like kind of <laughs> I interact with that a little bit more but like I don't think the Bible is an end all be all I don't think that like that's a part of everybody's journey and. Um, for me, it's been a part of mine to, again, like I said, to try and understand God's character a little bit. But um, yeah, like, again, I'm not selling it to you. Like, if you feel yeah, like looking no, no, into no, a babe, I like, don't, yeah, you know? no, I, I don't think, no, I'm not, I'm not taking it that way at yeah. all. Um, I do have a follow up question because you mentioned that, like, to understand how, you know, how God thinks and like mm-hmm. his character now. I've always believed that like God is in us Mm -hmm. and because we were created by him, our higher selves are essentially like an embodiment of him in some sense. How do you feel about that? Do you look at God as like someone completely external from you or part of you? Um, I feel like I no, I do feel like God is um, in us, but and I do see Him as as a as a separate en- entity. But I think kind of like how like we're connected to our parents, and we know that like our parents are separate entities, but we are you know connected to them in a way that um, is almost like um, like it's internal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my connection with my mom is 
you know, I don't have to be in the same space as her to feel her or to know, you know, how she's even doing really. Like I can feel my mom not like having a good day from, you know, thousands of miles away. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I feel like when it comes to God, I feel like we're extensions of him in that, in a similar way. Like we are, and that's why it kind of brings me back to talking about earlier, like extensions of his love. Like I feel like he, he is, um, there's a part of him in all of us. And I think that's, that's something that connects us, you know, Mm. like that's the thing that like, you know, kind of like drives our connection and our like social and love and creative connection is like that part of God that we have um, within us. 1000% I agree. I definitely look at God as like my, as within me. Yeah. Also um, an extension of my higher self because, you know, I do from a spiritual perspective, it's, you know, when you're, vibrating higher right. you're um you're more connected to your higher self and i i think that that's parallel to being connected with god in a sense as well mm-hmm. because um for some for me specifically <laughs> it's hard staying connected to your higher self you always have right. like that you know i don't i don't <laughs> You just have the devil on your shoulders sometimes, (laughs) like, just (laughs) fueling the pettiness or just, like, you know, um, just talking in your ear and worrying about things. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And especially with worrying about things. I feel like it's so important to, like, to look at it as though... um, What's that quote? When you worry or when you plan, God laughs. And, like, I try to, like, constantly remind myself, like, man, like, again, God doesn't put you through anything you cannot handle. So just, like, live your truth. Walk in it, you know? No, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Um, I think the, the, for me, and in this, through this, like, journey of spiritual intimacy, something that I've learned and, and it's something that I have to do. I have to like, I challenge myself or is a challenge to me every day. I feel like the, the answer and like the solution to worry is trust, you know, yeah. and going back to trusting God. And like you today you're worried and then you, you, you talk to God about it and then he gives you the answer that you need. And you're like, yes, awesome. Love that. Thanks God. Love you, sir. Like you did not let me down. I knew it. You're the, you're, you're dope. You're awesome. Love this. And then the next day we're waking up and worried about something else. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, I know that you just like showed me like something good, but like, uh, I don't know. I'm scared about this one. Like I'm worried all over again. And it's like, we're constantly asking him to prove something to us. And we're, exactly. we're constantly asking him to prove to us that he is who he says he is and prove to us that we'll get the things that he says we'll get. Um, more than like therapy has helped me. Trust has helped me calm down. Mm. You know, that reminder wow. to myself, like, don't get me wrong. Therapy is essential. You know yes. what I mean? Um, and, it, and it helps me. It provides me with the tools. But the like the one thing that I tell myself when I'm like really spiraling is like, calm down. Trust mm-hmm. the Lord. Because maybe he, look where you are today. Look where you've been. Like, yeah. he's not going to put you in something that you can't handle. And mm-hmm. the only way you're going you're gonna to get out of this is through trusting him. Because if you can't trust him, you're going to try and take it all on yourself again. And you're going to spiral and you're going to end up somewhere dark and you're going to be down there groveling on your knees, begging the Lord again. And the cycle will continue. You know what I mean? Like right. we just, we can't. And it's like, I am, I am a planner. I am an organizer. I 
I'm a researcher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know the way the answers is all through all the knowledge I can possibly get through something. And yeah. it's really like been like kind of a slap in the face, but also like a reminder that like it doesn't matter how much planning you do and how much information you think you have and like how high you think your chances are for something like if it's not for you, God is not going to give it to you. Facts. Like it does not matter what it is. It doesn't matter how bad you want it. We can do our best and we can manifest and we can do all the things. If it is not in your plan, baby, God is not going to give it to you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And fair. it's like, it doesn't mean, you know, relinquish all responsibility. But what's like helped me when it comes to worrying is being like, okay, my job is to like sit down, commune with, with God, tell him what I need, tell him what I want, ask him how he's doing, you know, but <laughs> like have this conversation and figure it and ask for direction. Right. Yeah. And then when I get this direction, it's my job to be obedient. And like do said direction. What is not my job is worrying how said direction is going to pan out. It's not my business. If God told me to do it, do it. It doesn't matter. Like this shirt thing is like the perfect example. Okay. Um, So you probably just saw that I started designing these shirts. Yes. I prayed to God for some form of passive income or an idea or something. Not even that long ago. So like weeks ago. And for weeks, I keep seeing the same image of my mind, which is the graphic of the shirt. I keep seeing it. I keep seeing it. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I got, it seems a little LASIK. Seems like it's not really going to do anything. Like, mm, no. anyways, keep going. Weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I see, I come up across a reel of somebody being like, hey, looking for passive income. This is what you can do. And it's like <laughs> this little, like, <laughs> you, want, you know, do this thing on Shopify and this and that and that and put it in that. And then you sell. And it was like, all, and it was like, I had said to him, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Like, what, how am I going to even do that? Like, what am right. I going to do? And then there was this video of this person being like, this is what you need to do. And I was like, God, is that you? Mm, maybe, but maybe not going to keep going. So again, you know, I put the reminder in my phone, like design shirts, but I just kept putting it off. Putting, and then I was praying some more and it kept coming to me. And I was like, okay, I am being a bad son. I am not being obedient right now. I asked you for something. You put it in my face and I continued for these last few weeks to not do it because I didn't believe because I was so worried about the process. I did not believe it was the right step. Mm. That is not my business. That is not my business. If he showed me to do this thing, all I have to do is that thing and the rest is his business, you know? Mm. So when I kind of finally accepted that, I sat down and said, okay, God, I need some clarity. And that was yesterday. And I sat down (laughs) and all of a sudden there I was designing the shirts, creating a shop on on Shopify. Um, putting things out like all of a sudden I was doing this whole this and this whole thing that I had no no idea about and no clarity from before that until I just you know kind of accepted where I was at and said God I know I need to get I need to position myself properly right now because I just know if I don't do this you're going to slap me in the face because later this year somebody else is going to be doing the exact same thing same with the exact thing. same things making lots of money and you're going to say oh, what did I tell you you want to go <laughs> run off here and what about the wrong things so I gave it to somebody else and that's what he, he does he'll give it to somebody else so you know a, a long story, but all just to say, like, I, I'm, I've i really come to understand, like, how much I need to let go of that controlling, planning, or, you know, whatever side and, and, um, and just make sure I'm prepared. If he tells me something, do said thing. If one step is lit, all I have to do is walk into that step. I don't got to worry about the rest of the steps. He's going to light them up. Right. But he's asking me to trust him to go into that first step. And that's like, that's what's helped me with like worrying and like my anxiety and with getting things done. It's just like, just do the first step. He's asking you to do the first step. He's asking you That's to trust true. him to do the first step. That's it. You know, That's I've done harder true. things. I've done worse things. Like, it's all good. It's all we got to do. You know, if you crash and burn, which you will not because he will not let you, 
if you crash and burn, it's a part of the plan that he has for you. It's like everything is fine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Everything is fine. Just trust him and go. So I guess that's where I'm kind of at with that. No, and that's that's actually like such a great example because I feel like it's when we were just like talking about others um opinions and like just people condemning other people you being in tune with yourself i feel like gets you so much closer to god in a way mm-hmm. where it's like you literally like hear him talk to you all the time and like right. you, you get you basically you get your messages versus right someone who is so reliant on outside sources opinions others how others perceive them getting lost in that Mm -hmm. man (laughs) can it be very destructive yeah to your life for sure so i definitely like whether you're religious not like you but like yeah yeah the people the masses yeah the people like whether you're religious spiritual um or like just getting into it i feel like that foundation going back to my key word for 2021 <laughs> rooted, oh, let's talk about that okay yeah getting rooted and right. let me just tell you because what's today's date is the 27th of december man you've been rooted <laughs> i've been rooted but let me tell wow. you it was not easy of course it not. was not easy and it was not pretty right. and you know, like it just it takes a lot to get down to the very bottom. But once you're there, man, once everything is cleared out, it's so much easier to build from there. And I feel like that's why it's so important to like just be in tune with yourself, like even mm-hmm. if you have to shut things out. Um, yeah. Uh, so kind of mentioning like, you know, your higher self. Um, I've been refer and in my last episode I referred to this as my inner child. And I, that's that's also who I'm calling uh, my higher self, funny enough, because mm-hmm. I don't think we like put child and higher self in the same place. Um, but I feel like my inner child slash higher self is like my direct connection to God. Um, I, I believe that, you know, in my journey with connecting with my inner child has been about creativity. But I feel like creativity is a gift directly from God because like he is the ultimate creator, you know. So mm-hmm. I feel like um, by by focusing on my creativity, I am I'm, I'm focusing on on his gift directly. And um, and I'm 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 less scared to do things because I'm like, oh, wait, this is God. Like, <laughs> this isn't me. This is God. I could do this. Like, this is fine. This is fine. You know, mm-hmm. um, and again, it goes into to not worrying and um, kind of taking into like your your word being rooted um, at the very beginning of the year, I was watching. Uh, the service from the, 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 the on the Transformation Church, and um, you know, oh, like it was... Mike, is that Michael? Yeah, that yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Pastor and Michael. and I love him, and he's fine. He's so fun. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and he said, you know, the church's word of the year is anchored, and mm. yeah, right. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that is the word anchored. Like, I need, I just need to like, like. Like thinking about an anchor that like heavily keeps, you know, uh, in, in this giant ocean, you know, and you drop an anchor and like you are you are you are going nowhere. You are unmoved. You know, you are unmovable. And in this journey, this like spiritual journey, I've come to, um, you know, I'm, I'm now closing the year anchored in my in my spirituality. I'm closing this year anchored in my relationship with God. 
um, I, I'm, I'm closing this year anchored in my beliefs and understanding that I don't need to um, compare, you know, other beliefs or other, you know, I don't need to, to, to be belittled by other beliefs or anything like that because I'm so rooted and so firm and it doesn't matter, you know, what powers and darknesses that be, you know, want to pull up mm -hmm. and play with me. I'm, I'm so, as you said, rooted and so anchored in this space now that like, I feel unmovable. And um, this is, I think, the first time I've ever felt like that in my, like, spiritual self. So, yeah, I just that's, love that. That's so beautiful. I love that, too. Mm -hmm. Honestly, to me, it just, like, honestly feels like the light. <laughs> Not at the end of the tunnel, but, like, right. just, like, along the tunnel. <laughs> the ever-illuminating light. Yeah, that there's just... <laughs> You know, there's just like a little bit of light there for sure. And it's always great as we grow older to just like have that type of clarity. Like it just right. honestly, I don't know, like it just feels so rewarding where it's like, yeah, yeah like, you know, I did this and like, right. this is how I see myself now. This is how I'm moving now as opposed mm -hmm. to how I was before. And right. Yeah, I just want to, like, obviously put it out on record because, like, I think with me and Trey, we have similar beliefs, but like he mentioned, like, our, spir our spiritual journeys are very different as they are mm -hmm. with everyone else's. But the beautiful thing about our conversation is that we've been able to find the parallels and also respect each other's viewpoints mm -hmm. on it i think that is so important when you're talking about religion like yeah, yeah. this is like such a healthy conversation because mm -hmm. i've had other conversations i've seen other people's opinions where it's very much like no like this is what it is this is what it's <laughs> supposed to be if you don't believe it then you're wrong you know exactly like yeah. it's just we don't got to be like that. Like no. <laughs> you need to do some introspection. Mm -hmm. If you honestly feel the need to condemn or worry about someone else's beliefs. Like to me, it's just, it's weird behavior. I'm not going to lie. Like it... it's just, it's weird. Like if I was Trey, you know what you going to Bible study, it's just not good for you. You shouldn't be doing that <laughs> at all because you should be taking the time to read the Bible by yourself. You going to, like, why, like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, why am I going to tell you how to navigate your own spiritual journey? It's also just weird when people um, say things that are very contradictory to the Bible to condemn people, like, but using the Bible as that, like, even for somebody to say that to you, I'm like, do you not understand how, like, God's word should bring people together? Mm -hmm. you think god wouldn't want you interpreting his word with other people you know what i mean he wants yeah. all y'all coming to him you know like this is not supposed to be a a individual effort nothing about humanity is supposed to be an individual effort we just don't understand that because we're so we've, we've been conditioned to be so selfish yeah. and believe that like we're so unique in all of our experiences and we're not we're so ordinary like there has been million but you know billions gazillions of people mm -hmm. that experiences similar to ours like we're just not that special um Thanks. but it's the belief that we're we're you know we're just so specially that special that allows people to think like that um and it's really harmful so yeah. 
But I just want to say thank you so much, Han. I'm so thankful that you took the time to sit with me and that we could have like a spicy conversation in like such a beautiful way. So just like, thank you for being here today. It really means a lot to me. No, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed how healthy this conversation was. Like I said before, it's so important just to hear other people's um, perspectives and their experiences and not condemn them for it right you know so right yeah it was great thank you for having me and i'd no. love to be back soon yes i would love that also i actually want to start facilitating some like group ones so that i think would be really exciting and really fun mm-hmm. um people listeners my faves thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen today um if you want to join the conversation as always you know you can hop in the dms um we like this because it's spicy and it's fun um I will tag Yehan's Instagram in the little description, but just in case they don't see it, Yehan, can you tell them what your Instagram handle is? It is the 13, all written out, underscore, underscore, the 13, the one and only. Follow right. me. She's giving us Sagittarius energy. <laughs> um, all right, folks. <laughs> it's been nice. It's been cute. It's been fun. Have such a good night, y'all. Later.